During our last two broadcasts, we have been talking about anger, the right and wrong use of anger, particularly as it pertains to the matter of the expression of one's anger in society before God and before his neighbor. The right use of anger is clearly commended in the word of God. God is angry with the wicked every day. Mark 3, 5 says that the Lord Jesus Christ spoke in anger to the Pharisees. And in the passage in which we have been uh, considering this question of anger, Ephesians 4:26, we are told to be angry and yet not to sin. Now, we saw in our last two broadcasts on this subject that anger in its expression becomes sin when we do one of two extremes, when we move past the biblical center, the biblical uh, expression of anger which God commends, by, on the one hand, ventilating our anger, or on the other hand, internalizing our anger. Uh, those, of course, are the two more popular terms for the word anger. Uh, less popular words that I prefer are blowing up and clamming up. Now, as far as this passage is concerned, we are clearly exhorted to be careful. We are warned that anger can readily turn into sin in its expression. Why is that? Well, the answer is that, of course, we are sinners ourselves, and secondly, that anger is an extremely powerful emotion. Anger is an emotion that God has placed within us for the purpose of tearing something apart. It is an emotion that has as its purpose to destroy, to destroy something or someone. And the interesting thing about this uh, purpose of anger, uh, this destructive purpose, is that anger has a goal and a purpose of ripping something apart, and it will always achieve its goal. If we ventilate our anger, spew it out in all directions on our environment, which includes things and people around us, some people kick chairs and doors and throw things, other people uh, tell others off uh, with no uncertain terms, but if we spew out our anger in ventilation or blowing up like Mount Vesuvius, we tear apart whatever is around us, people, things, etc. If we hold anger in, the energies that are released, mobilized and released by anger, tear us apart, and we end up with colitis or an ulcer or both or something else in our bodies. So anger will do its job. Anger was intended to do the job of ripping and tearing something to shreds, and it will either tear other people or your environment, or it will tear you to shreds in its wrong and sinful expressions. Well, what should anger tear to shreds? If that's its purpose and that's its intention and that's its goal, if it's interested in tearing something apart and destroying something, what is it that anger can properly be aimed at ripping apart? The answer to that is found in verse 29 of the fourth chapter of Ephesians, which we have been discussing. We're told there not to let unwholesome words pour out of our mouths. Now there he's not talking about lewd language and that kind of thing only. In fact, probably not even alluding to that at all. What he's speaking about is, is angry words, nasty words, vicious words pouring out of one's mouth, the kind of words that systematically dice and cube another person. 
Instead, he says, only such a word as is good for edification or for building up other people ought to be uttered. So our expression of our anger in our words must not be the kind of expression that tears people apart. It must be the kind of expression, the words that we speak, must be the kind of words that build up others and ourselves, even in anger. But notice next, only such a word is as good for edification according to the need of the moment that it may give grace or aid or help, as the word grace there means, to those who hear. But that phrase, according to the need of the moment, might just as readily be translated in a somewhat loose fashion, but getting across the idea of that phrase, aimed at the problem that has arisen. That is, the words that we speak ought to be spoken in order to tear the problem apart. Not to tear people apart, others or ourselves, but to tear problems apart. We become angry. Let's assume that the reason for our anger is a righteous reason. Let's say it's because of, of various things that uh, God has ordained that we see are not happening, and uh, for bad reasons they are not happening. Let's not talk about sinful expression of anger at the very first part, but righteous anger in and of itself. Now, how can that anger be expressed properly? The way that it must be expressed properly is by turning all of the energies of that anger toward the problem with a determination that you will not let the sun go down on your anger until the problem is solved, until it's resolved according to biblical principles, God's way, that brings people together, that builds them up in the things that they have done wrong to help them not to do these wrong things again, and that brings a solution to the problem that was between the people in the first place. So in anger, we determine that we will point that anger, all of its energy, all of its expression, not toward other people outwardly in ventilation, not inwardly toward ourselves in internalization of that anger, but toward the problem. Now you see what counterproductive, unproductive, and wasteful ways that these two sinful expressions of that powerful emotion and all of those powerful energies that are released in it uh, really are. Notice when you blow off in doing a Mount Vesuvius, you simply are wasting energy. The, the problem keeps merrily growing away while you're ranting and raging and spewing out uh, venom all over the place. Nothing really productive or constructive is done about the problem. Indeed, you're working yourself into such a state that you're incapable of solving the problem and other people move away from you because they know this and they want nothing to do with you. That only makes the problem grow and leaves it unresolved. On the other hand, when you internalize a problem, you become so miserable yourself and so sour toward others that they can't find any solutions to problems with you. Indeed, even if they wanted to work on the problem with such a sour person as you have become, nevertheless, they find out that they can't work on the problem because you're holding all the information inside. They don't even know what your side of the problem is. And so nothing gets done. You destroy yourself again in such a way that you're unable to handle the problem. It is a terrible waste of energy, energy that God enables us through anger to release in such a way that we restrain it while releasing it and we redirect it toward the problem itself. That's what Ephesians 4.29 is telling us to do, not tear up people by our anger, but tear up problems by our anger. 
If we are prone to blowing off, the answer is not to begin to hold things in, but to restrain anger and bring it to a focus in solving problems. If our problem is holding anger in, the answer is not ventilation, punching pillows and throwing uh, fits all over the place, but the answer is to release it in a restrained way so that it is directed toward the problem rather than toward yourself or toward other people. So God's answer is restricted, restrained release of anger, channeled toward problems to solve them rather than toward people. Lord, help us to follow this in our daily lives and our practices. Forgive us where we have failed and enable us to do your will for Christ's sake. Amen.